Hello, word nerds! Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I am here to talk to you about the dictionary and all of the words, most of the words in the English language. The first word in this episode is the second form of drowse, D-R-O-W-S-E, noun from 1796, the act or an instance of drowsing. The synonym is doze. Let's have a drowse. Okay, the sound effect will go, whoa. The next word is drowsy. So we replaced the E with a Y. Adjective from 1530. 1A, ready to fall asleep, as in the pills made her drowsy. Yep. I think I think I'm uh, I'm I feel drowsy just all the time. All the time. Anybody who is an adult or has kids or a job or is has a heart that beats, they're probably feeling drowsy. 1B inducing or tending to induce sleep, as in drowsy music. Also as in a drowsy podcast by Spencer. 1C the synonyms are Indolent and lethargic, as in drowsy bureaucrats. Hmm. Well, lethargic definitely makes sense. That's all about being tired and dozy and drowsy and sleepy. But indolent, indolent. I guess I never really knew what indolent meant. I've heard it a bit, but um, hmm, drowsy bureaucrats. This is an interesting example. I guess maybe that will make more sense when we get to the word indolent, and I will have no memory of having this conversation with myself when I get there. Two, giving the appearance of peaceful inactivity, as in a drowsy village. There's not a whole lot going on. It's just very peaceful. Nobody's fighting, no wars, no arguing. They're just chilling and peaceful, and uh, you can call that drowsy. Drowsily is an adverb, and drowsiness is a noun. Whoa! We now are starting a new a new three-letter section, the D-R-U section. Drub is next, D-R-U-B. Verb from 1634, starting with transitive, one, to beat severely. Drub. I have not heard this. I've not heard the word. I have not heard anything about beating severely called drub. That's interesting. Uh, number two is to berate critically. To berate critically. So this is where you're like, you're not physically beating anything or anyone, but you're you're metaphorically, emotionally beating them. Very critical about what they're doing berating them, telling them how just how much you hate what they're doing and everything. Please don't drub me. This is definitely a new word for me. Three, to defeat decisively. So you're, you're playing a sports game, and then uh, one team uh, just gets completely destroyed. Uh, they have been drubbed, I guess. Maybe that would be the intransitive, or that the team that won drubbed the other team. Hmm. Uh, yep, very similar to one and two, uh, beating, 
physically, emotionally. Uh, in number three, with the defeating de- decisively, uh, it's not uh, physically beating, uh, punching, kicking, none of that stuff. It's uh, it's more it's uh, it's defeating in a competition. Intransitive. The synonyms are drum and stamp, and we will see drum in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're drumming on a drum, you are beating it, possibly severely. So uh, I guess you'd be uh, drubbing the drum, and the drum gets drubbed. What did, What is this word, drub? Drubber is a noun. Drubbing is a noun as well. And it says it's perhaps from the Arabic daraba, or daraba, daraba, D-A-R-A-B-A. I'm not, it doesn't say what that word means, but uh, it could possibly be related to that. Wow! The first form of the word drudge, D-R-U-D-G-E, verb from the 14th century, first is intransitive, to do hard, menial, or monotonous work, drudging. Gotta drudge through my day. I think about uh, things like the, the movie Office Space. It's a lot of, you know, it's just that very stereotypical office workspace. You are you don't even know what you're doing. Other people don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're filling out spreadsheets all day long. That's definitely drudging. Transitive is to force, to do hard, menial, or monotonous work. Forcing somebody else, make it so the bosses are drudging the employees who are drudging because they are the ones who are doing the hard, menial, or monotonous work. They are the drudger, that is a noun. I guess either one could be the drudger, but in one context, somebody is telling somebody else to drudge, and in the other context, the person is drudging. The second form of drudge is a noun from the 15th century. One. One who is obliged to do menial work. This is the noun, the one who is doing the menial work. The, the, drudge, the drudge is drudging, so the person who is doing this work could probably be either called a drudge or a drudger. Two. One whose work is routine and boring. Many, many people in the workplace are drudges. They're doing the drudgery, the drudge. Ooh, ooh, I skipped ahead. I, I, I let out a sneaky peeky. Okay, back to number three for drudge, the noun. Just menial or tedious labor is drudge. So the work is drudge, the person is drudge, the action is drudge. The drudge is drudging the drudge. Whoa. Here's drudgery. You can say it with two syllables or three syllables. Drudgery or drudgery. Noun from 1550. Dull, irksome, and fatiguing work. Also, uninspiring or menial labor. This synonym, it's just the word work. Just anything that's work is drudgery. Obviously, that's not true, but... You know, why else would we call it work if it's not some level of drudgery? Uh, so it's a noun. So it's it's menial labor. It's similar to drudge, but for some reason it's different. Dull, irksome, fatiguing work. 
It's the drudgery. Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar to the word drudge. You could probably replace them if you want. I don't know what you want to do. Just do, do the things that you want to do. Hopefully it's not drudgery. I think all of us probably would like to do other things that are, would not be considered drudgery. Uh, but you know what? We got to do the drudgery so we can make the money and pay the bills and have vacation time and have insurance and all the, all those types of things. We got to deal with the drudgery so we can have the life that we want to live, but then we can't have the life that we want to live because we're doing the drudgery. Oh, boy. Whoa. Drudging. Adjective from 1548. The synonyms are monotonous and tiring. Drudgingly is an adverb. So you are describing a thing as drudging. The work is drudging. The drudgery is drudging. I'm... Yeah, it's, it's the drudging stuff. Monotonous, tiring, repetitive. Making this podcast can be a little drudging. Listening to this podcast is probably drudging. That's why I try and make it a little bit more interesting. I need to do more of that. Having more guests on would be great. Uh, saying more jokes would be great. Singing more songs might be great. I don't know what you want. Next. Whoa. This is the first form of the word drug. And there are a a number of definitions here. A lot of things can be called drugs, I guess. This one, this form is a noun from the 14th century. Number one, uh, 1A is obsolete. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting distracted because there's a whole lot of sub-definitions coming up. Um, Okay, 1A, obsolete. A substance used in dyeing or chemical operations. Hmm, so like a colored dye, some something with chemicals, uh, it's called a drug, but this is obsolete, so we don't use it really in this way anymore. But maybe, maybe you we use it in the 1B definition. A substance used as a medication or in the preparation of medication. Something uh, to help somebody with some sort of medical thing. It's a drug. 1C. Now this, okay, here's where we get the sub-definitions. There's going to be 1C1, 1C2, 1C3, 1C4. And all of those, uh, under the umbrella of 1C, this is specifically according to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. Cosmetic Act. The Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, Act says these four things, I guess. 1C1, a substance recognized in an official pharmacopoeia or formulary. 1C2, a substance intended for use in the diagnosis, cure, mitigation, treatment, or prevention of disease. 1C3, a substance other than food intended to affect the structure or function of the body. 1C4, a substance intended for use as a component of a medicine, but not a device or a component, part, or accessory of a device. Okay, so that was a lot of stuff. Um, I I think this one is interesting because it looks like, according to that little part at the beginning, 
this is from the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. This may be literally like a copy and paste from that F Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. And maybe this is one of those few places where the dictionary didn't even write their own thing. They're like, well, this is what the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act says, so we're just going to take the text right out of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I need to really go through those individually and give more information, but it's, it's a thing, it's not food, it can be used in medication, it's not a device or a part, it's not a physical thing, it's something that's probably ingested or goes into the body somehow, um, gets in the blood maybe or whatever, um, and, uh, it's pharmacological, yeah, those are all drugs, according to those people. Number two, a commodity that is not saleable or for which there is no demand. So you can't sell it or there is no demand for it. And this is used in the phrase drug on the market. And I'm not entirely sure what that means exactly. I mean, I understand that it is not saleable or there is no demand, but I don't really know the phrase drug on the market or uh, just what, what any of that means, really. Three, something, and often, an illegal substance that causes addiction, habituation, or a marked change in consciousness. A druggy, spelled with a Y or an IE, those are adjectives. Uh, so, well, let's go back to number three. Uh, something, often illegal... And uh, yes, because our country, at least here in America, has said that many of these quote-unquote drugs are illegal. Uh, they cause it. They could cause addiction or habituation. Those are pretty similar. You, it becomes a habit or you get addicted to it. Um, or, this is probably the most common description, there is a marked change in your consciousness. What even does that mean? Your consciousness is changing? How does it change? Well, it depends on you and it depends on the drug. And there are a lot of people who I think would probably disagree with the term drug for a lot of these substances. Uh, there's a whole lot that we could list. Uh, we've got uh, cannabis and Ketamine and LSD, acid, mushroom, psilocybin. Some of these are like the same names for the same, or different names for the same thing. Um, ecstasy, I, that goes under, I think, I'm blanking on the more scientific name for that one. It's not methamphetamine, that's a whole other thing. There's crack, there's cocaine, there's heroin, you know, the list goes on and on, more than I'm sure I'm even aware of. DMT, we talked about that not that long ago. So the the it, it's going to change your consciousness. Oh, I think I was talking about how the uh, the some people wouldn't agree with the word drug. Uh, you know, that's a very wishy-washy area. What do you, what is a drug? What does it mean to be a drug? Um, is it what what's you know there there's a lot of negative connotation that goes with that word. Um, so, you know, it's, we don't need to go too deep into any of this, but you know, it's a topic and you need to, um, you need to figure stuff out for yourself. And if you, if these are things that you want to try, then you can try them, but be smart about it. And, uh, you know, do, do your research, do your research, probably don't go jumping into anything that you don't even know what it is. And, uh, you know, the and there are this is the important part 
a lot of these have very uh, good um, uh, therapeutic effects on people. There is a ton of evidence for uh, ketamine, cannabis, psilocybin that help very much with depression and anxiety and things like this and help people to feel better, uh, be less depressed, uh, possibly not uh, uh, commit suicide, kill themselves. Um, and so the there can be a lot of uh, positives from these. And to call something like that a drug, I think, could be a little problematic because, because of the neg- negative connotation to the word, it makes a lot of people think, oh, let me just uh, disregard all of those things ever. But, you know, it could be helpful for you in some way. And I think the fact that we are seeing legalization or at the very least decriminalization with a lot of these things throughout America and other places, I think that says a lot. So, yeah, that's that for drug. And then sometimes when you're on a drug, you might say, whoa. The second form of drug is a verb from 1605, starting with transitive. One, to affect with a drug, especially to stupefy by a narcotic drug. The first thing, of course, I think most of us will probably think of with this one is um, putting something in somebody's drink to make them uh, pass out, fall asleep, get all drowsy and dozy. And uh, that's that's bad, 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 bad. Don't do it, please. Thank you. Please don't do it. Uh, don't be drugging somebody's food or drink or anything uh, without their knowledge. If they say it's okay, if then then maybe it's okay. But I don't think people. It depends on the drug. Depends on the person. Don't be drugging people's stuff. Please and thank you. Two, to administer a drug to. So this is probably more like one of the pharmacological drugs, uh, an anesthesia, something like that. Um, in a hospital situation, you are it's a drug, and they're giving it to you for whatever reason in a medical way. Three, to lull or stupefy as if with a drug. And, uh, oh, I don't know, could you, like, drug somebody with your... With your, uh, with your wily ways, with your eyes, with your gaze, with your, I don't know, maybe, yeah, you could probably use that in a, in a sentence. I'm gonna drug you with my voice. The intransitive definition is to take drugs for narcotic effect. Narcotic. I'm, I'm curious about what the actual definition of that one is. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder... Let's find about find out about that later. Whoa. The third form of drug is the, the the dialect past form of drag. So if you're dragging something on the ground, but you did it in the past, you drug it. I drug my bag down the street. Whoa. Drug it. This has two G's. Noun from 1580, one, a a wool or partly wool fabric formerly used for clothing. Wool or partly wool, and you used to use it for clothing, and it is called a drugget. Or maybe people used used to use it as clothing, but they don't use it as clothing anymore. Hmm. Two, 
a coarse, durable cloth used chiefly as a floor covering. So you can use it on the floor or you can wear it, I guess. Three, a rug having a cotton warp and a wool filling. Hmm, this is from the Middle French Drew, how do you say this word? Droger, droguet? I don't know it. I don't know it. Droguet. It's the diminutive of drogue, D-R-O-G-U-E, which means trash or drug. And then it somehow turned into this fabric or rug or cloth or something. Do we need to find a picture on social media for this drugget? D-R-U-G-G-E-T. Put it on the social media, at DictionaryPod. I don't know. I'm confused. There's too many things that it can be. Wow! Druggy, with an I-E or a Y. Uh, this is a noun from 1967. A person who, uh, who habitually uses drugs. They are a druggie. Yeah, I don't think people really use this anymore. Oh man, you're such a druggie, using all those drugs habitually. You can't get off those drugs, you druggie man. Whoa! Druggist. Noun from 1611. A person who sells or dispenses drugs and medicines. As A, the synonym is pharmacist. And B, one who owns or manages a drugstore. The druggist. They're giving out the legal drugs. Whoa! Drug maker, one word, noun from 1964, a company that manufactures pharmaceuticals, and that world has totally exploded and gotten massively huge, and also, to be honest, uh, some of them have kind of caused some problems because there's a lot of people who are addicted to the opiates, and that has caused a lot of problems in their life, to put it very mildly. And, um, yeah, you know, th- there's probably not, not a great reason for them to be on so many of these opiates and they get hooked on them. And there are other drugs that are currently not legal or not legal enough that would uh, have a better effect on them or a better effect and, um, and, and, and not have them get uh, addicted to it, habitually sucked into its world. Um, and so, yeah, we, we got a lot of work to do to uh, change some things up. Um, overall, I believe the pharmaceutical business is fine. I think there's a lot of things that really do help a lot of people. But there are some issues out there for sure. Whoa, what is happening with my fingers and my face? The last word is drugstore, noun from 1810. A retail store where medicines and miscellaneous articles are sold. The synonym is pharmacy. This must have clearly started with, you know, pharmacy and drugs and selling those medicinal things, but then it just expanded to a a place where you can buy those plus a whole lot of other things. Go down to the drugstore and get some candy, get some pop, get some chippies, get some whatever you need. Is it going to be at the drugstore? 
that's it for that part. So now I'm going to reread the words and pick a word of the episode. We had drowse, drowsy, drub, drudge, drudge, drudgery, drudging, drug, 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 drug it, druggy, druggist, drug maker, and drugstore. Huh, let's see. I'm thinking I'm probably just going to pick drug. I mean, druggy is a pretty funny word. Just, you know, all, there's all those druggies out there in the world. Um, yeah, drug. It's um, it's just a really interesting topic because there are so many things that can be called drug, a drug, drugs. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's hard to know. Like, you got to know the context and it depends on the person who's talking about the thing. Is it a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? And people disagree on what that means. So, yeah, it's just a really fascinating topic, I think. Um, Drugs, drugs, drugs. Drugs are everywhere. We're taking drugs. Caffeine is a drug. All those things are drugs. We're drugging ourselves. We are druggies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what else to say, but that was fine. Um, I haven't, uh, haven't spoken a bit about, uh, movies that I've watched, so, uh, where, where have I left off? Let's see. Let's see. Um, talked about that. Did I, I think I talked about the pinball movie. Yeah. Oh, and then we watched Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and I had no idea what to expect from this movie, but it was great. Super fun. It's, it's, it's a musical. They're singing in dance numbers. And there's no, like, other than some, like, sort of skimpy clothes, there's no real sexy stuff at all. So don't worry about that if that bothers you. Um, and it's just a story of this this quote-unquote whorehouse that has been in this tiny little Texas town for, like, a hundred years. And everybody's cool with it. And they're they're they help the community financially and people help them and they're they're you know it's a like they have a really good relationship with everybody and then this one guy comes in and tries to ruin it all and uh and it's um it's a really fascinating odd funny heartwarming movie um yeah super totally totally recommend it if you haven't seen it it's from uh 82 i think 1982 okay that is it I have finished this episode. You have also finished this episode, and I am super appreciative that you have joined me on this journey. Let's keep it going. Uh, This has been Spencer dispensing drugs and information. Goodbye. Goodbye.